Hello, everyone, and welcome to another live episode of Repeater. This episode is live in the past, and we are live right now. And even though this is recorded in the past, we are very much alive, as is our special guest, Lauren Ashley Smith. She's a writer on The Rundown with Robin Thede on BET. And Lauren joins us to talk about the song Ain't Nobody by Shaka Khan and Rufus. It's such a cool song, and we got a really cool person to do the cover. It's Mickey Hommel's third time on the show. She does a beautiful cover of Chaka Khan and Rufus. And then she plays a very cool improvised song with very many suggestions, including Carly Rae Jepsen. And then treats us to a debut of a new song. Ooh, it is hot new music on a hot new podcast. And if you love this hot new podcast, please tell your friends to, uh, you know, subscribe to us and give us a listen. Yeah, tell your hot friends. Yeah, hot friends only, just like all of you. Let's not keep any of you hotties waiting any longer. This is Repeater. Hello. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. There we go. I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, we like to start the show off, which is a you know, show about music, about talking about something that we've been listening to recently. So Pat will get us started. Yeah. Before I get into the music, I do want to say I am disappointed we're not just live streaming a view of your face this entire show. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Why? Because the iPad's there. Oh, the iPad. We have the technology. Yeah, of course. We can do this. Oh, yeah. We should have been <laughs> should have been doing uh, Instagram Live this whole time yes. of just me yes. looking two different directions. Yep, the content never, the people never, the camera. never knew they wanted. Yeah. That's my favorite medium, so I would have appreciated that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, what have you been so, listening to? What I've been listening to, um, I went and saw a band called Godspeed You Black Emperor the other night. Um they're like a post rock band mm-hmm. and after rock after rock. Yeah. I had to sit through a rock concert Yeah, to get to that. Um, <laughs> give it up for the Rolling Stones. And now <laughs> something later, it was eight hours long. Uh, no, it was not. <laughs> uh, they played. So they're like, if you know, explosions in the sky, like happy sounding instrumental, like cinematic music. Uh, Godspeed is like, like that. But if the music video is just like a car on fire, it's very like doomy and like spooky. And I love it. Mm. I love it. I think I fell in love on Monday night (laughs) with a performance. I know it sounds, it sounds hyperbolic, but like I've known about this band for about 14 years. And this is the first time I got to see them play. And um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting to be moved the way that I was. Uh, They played for two hours, which was a lot and great, but also because they're a post-rock band, that meant it was seven songs. So so I got... Post-rock, everything's longer. Yeah, I got a lot in. Uh, And then before I came out tonight, uh, Mm -hmm. I was browsing Bandcamp and found a genre called... Dungeon synth. Cool. So 
That's a new thing in my life. Yeah. I will say, Pat, <laughs> you're a very, uh, anyone that knows Pat, you're a very like cheerful, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Um, and I really always love that you are so into things that are like doom oriented yeah, <laughs> or heavy or dark or black. But I think uh, it's all about balance people, yeah. you know, which is nice. Yeah. I, um, out, uh, Godspeed with blood tower. So yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love the words that. you are saying are ringing no bells in my brain and I need to branch out. Probably for the better. <laughs> yeah. I, I have been listening recently to this this song I'll shout out. It's called Just Breathe. It's by this artist, Petit Noir. He is, this album must have come out like three years ago. He's a South African, I don't know, pop artist. I have no clue what the genre would be, but it's kind of like I pulsating. Like his name is just Little Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I can tell from the album cover, he's like, not that small. <laughs> so I don't know. He is black. I don't, he's, this, parts of it make sense. Maybe <laughs> Maybe not all of it, um, but he's uh, yeah, he's I don't know, he's like a pop uh, South African pop singer who has kind of this deep um, voice that comes out of the '80s almost, like uh, almost that that barely singing but everything's kind of sexy sound. Uh, it sounds very sexy and cool and really kind of like I don't know Euroy in a way that it just caught me off guard. It's a surprising fun track. <laughs> um, uh, I'll shout out, there's this great newsletter I get called Lorem Ipsum. And uh, yeah, and that's where I discovered this artist because uh, Margo, who runs that newsletter, was in South Africa for like a week or two and giving a bunch of great South African music. So it was very cool. Nice. Yeah. Good on Little Black, you Good know? Good Little Black. <laughs> um, I've been listening to a song that I feel betrayed by. I just want to put that out up front. Okay. Because I was lured into the song under false pretenses. <laughs> I was watching the Grammys because I have to watch everything to keep up with pop, pop culture. Mm-hmm. And Little Big Town performed their song, Better Man. And I was like, at first I was like, who is Little Big Town? Why are there four people on stage? Uh, why do I want to be listening to this? And then my brain sort of took the journey. I was like, oh, this song is good. Um, I really like it, actually. Let me go on title and stream it like a hundred times. And my obsession with the song got to the point where I like Googled it, which was a mistake. Oh, no. Because the song was written by Taylor Swift. (laughs) My sworn enemy. All right. By the time I found that out, I was already hooked on the song. (laughs) And I can't quit it. And now I, uh, I'm i having an internal struggle because it's a really yeah. well-written song. I was like, the lyrics are so good. And I'm like, no. Man. Are you turning? No. <laughs> no, never shall I. But I, I, like, I'm in, you know? That's how okay. they get you. Yeah, that is. All it takes is one good one. I shamefully have a one Black Eyed Peas song I love. <laughs> Uh, I will, I will like go to the grave with that. Um, it's a pretty good song. I can't What song it. is it? Uh, God, what is the title of it? Um, it's got, it's got some horrible name, like love you long time. Oh God. It is. And it is like lyrically, I don't think any good at all, but it's, it's one of their only, I guess it's like one of their only more subtle songs. Like it's kind of, it's kind of, at least from their era of being huge, it's like, it's kind of laid back and chill pop song. And I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Why can't you do more stuff like this? I don't know. <laughs> Will I Am doesn't dictate it. I well, guess. judging by Fergie's national anthem performance, oh. subtle isn't her favorite thing. 
So that might be why. Yeah. Yeah, they're not a band who strikes me as subtle. Doesn't one of them wear, like, robot parts? (laughs) So, hey, you know, everyone has one gem. But what song did you want to talk with us about tonight? The song I wanted to talk about is uh, by Shaka Khan and the band Rufus, but, like, literally it never, ever comes up in my mind as anything but a Shaka Khan song. Ain't Nobody, which is an amazing song that I love. Um, So that's the song. We're going to hear a clip of it right now, everyone. Here we go. It's a little pre-chorus. We're about to jump into it. The synth bass line. Oh, it's incredible. Rufus is a funk band, so they're bringing it. Yeah, they're like, bass line, we got you. (laughs) And then Chaka's like, you need vocals? (laughs) I am here. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no weak points in this song. Not at all. Uh, great. That's a little clip. A lot of people know it. It's a fantastic tune. We are going to guess why you chose this song tonight. Go for it. And, oh boy, we're going to be right. (laughs) I'm going to hit the nail on the head. Uh, no, I'm not. We do this show once a month, and I always forget about this part. Yeah. I never... (laughs) Uh... I think you... You heard this album a lot as a kid um, because it was in a movie that you had on VHS that you watched all the time. Which movie? Which movie? Uh, oh boy, I don't. That's a tough Can question. Can I give you an assist? Yeah, Breakin, which I as I only know is it's in that movie from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the movie I was thinking about. Uh, cool. So that's your guess. Yeah, Great. my 100% correct guess. All right, here's my guess. Gonna really jump here. Um, I think, you know, at a wedding uh, where you have a first dance and it's like mm-hmm. nice and romantic usually. And then lots of times they do like a really fun song right after that. I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the song <laughs> after your first dance at your wedding that you had everybody come on out that's my guess oh, man. excellent guess um, nice. I hate the person you think I am <laughs> okay um, you know you could have blamed it on somebody else you know your true. wife or your family being like we need this but <clears throat> you could have done it begrudgingly is what I'm saying okay, okay. fair uh, you're both wrong great what I, but I was introduced to the song by my wife I had never heard it because I grew up listening mostly to like gospel music and rent. And that was pretty much all that. <laughs> okay. Was Two sides play- of the same coin. <laughs> it was like Kirk Franklin and Mimi and Roger and that's it. Uh, so I didn't hear a lot of music, uh, like a diverse range of music. Or I did, but it was like kind of ambient sound. So when I met my wife, she had this like idea that, when we first met, we like to get to know each other better. Uh, she gave me this flash drive that was shaped like a fortune cookie. Mm, and nice. it is, she's so weird. Um, and <laughs> she gave me this uh, flash drive with like 30 of her favorite songs on the flash drive. She was like just a little bit about me and like just slid it over. And so it had all this great music on it. And uh, one of the songs on the cookie was Ain't Nobody. Okay. And the first time I heard it, I was like, this song is so interesting. 
I don't think I'd ever heard a Shaka Khan song outside of like, I'm every woman. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this song is so cool. And it's the song that I associate with like when I first met my wife. Hmm. And so it like, always like inspires like positive feelings in me until we get a divorce and then I'll hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, those songs that just go to the graveyard. Yes. (laughs) The marriage is over. Mm -hmm. So Um, do you remember what it was like specifically about the song? Was it like just the song overall or was it her voice or? There's something. So my favorite kinds of songs are uh, songs that like have really sad themes but are really upbeat which is why i really like robin for example yes. mm-hmm. the artist because like she has these like heartbreaking songs but are that are like still dance hits and uh the thing that i really like about ain't nobody is that most songs are it's upbeat and it but it like is really like feelingsy mm-hmm. and that most songs are either about the act of they're either about i used to love you or I'm falling in love with you. Mm. And this song is like a recap of falling in love. It's like yeah. the previously on yeah. uh, before <laughs> a TV show. And she's just like running down like, this is how it was. This is how I felt. Um, and I'm currently in love with you. And yeah. so I like the uniqueness of the tense of the song. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It is so nice to hear a song where people are just like actively in a stable love. Yeah. Because it is not. It is not the thing I think most artists are inspired by. Correct. You know. That's why you like hope Adele gets a divorce all the time. It's <laughs> like, we don't want you to be happy. We yeah. can't have that. We can't have it. Um, and it is like, I don't, um, yeah, I, it, I don't know. Um, like, is it harder for an artist to write from that place? Or are they, or are most artists maybe just in a place like, is it coincidence that their lack of, I don't know, like hyper creativity is around the time that they're in stable, good relationships? You know, people often say that a lot of musicians, it's like, oh, their first few albums were fantastic. And then they kind of like phoned it in forever. Um, and I wonder <laughs> if that's just like, if that's a coincidence or if something about being happy just like makes you less productive in a studio. <laughs> I think it's like the same way, like when your friend gets in like a good relationship and they like stop coming to brunch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're like, I'm busy. I'm in love. I don't have time for these songs. Yeah, you're busy doing nothing. Yeah. And, and that is a nice, it's not spoken to enough. In Correct. Art, artistic stuff. You know? Yeah, so that's why I like it. Yeah, that's really nice. How long have you guys been married? We've been married for uh, almost two and a half years and we've been together for eight years. Incredible. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Give it up. She didn't come to this because she hates comedy. Yeah. <laughs> She's yes. not busy. She's just at home. Uh, know what you like. Know what, yeah. That's fair. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Don't you guys have kind of a cute story of how you met? Yeah. Uh, we met uh, both. We both were in Time Out New York Magazine's singles issue around Valentine's Day. And we were both in the magazine. And so we saw each other at the photo shoot. And uh, she saw me and I was in sweats as I had to go to work after my picture and she thought I was a slob. And I saw her and she had half of her head shaved and was in like a leopard print dress and like was like strutting around the place. And I was like, I hate that person. Uh, (laughs) I wish I didn't move to New York because they're everywhere. And uh, so I saw her and I was like, oh, Jesus. And then we met again at the party that they had for the singles in the magazine. And when I signed up, 
I told the editor that I was interested in men and women. And at the last minute I was like, can you just take women off that? Cause like, mm. I'm not really out to my coworkers and I think this is really silly. And like, why would I put that in a magazine? So she obliged very nicely. But my wife, who is, like I said, weird and very outgoing, was talking to the editor of the spread. And later was like, yeah, at the last minute, like a lot of people changed who they were interested in. She was like, point them out. <laughs> <laughs> and the editor was like, um, okay, her, him, her, her, and her. And she pointed to me and my wife was like, cool, and came over and started talking to me. Whoa. Yeah. That's and, incredible. Yeah. And so what we started. Editor? Yeah. The editor outed me. Um, <laughs> and she like came over, started talking to me. She was like really nice. We hit it off. And she invited me to get me and my friend, my old roommate, uh, to go get dinner with her, like in the middle of the party. And we're like, no, thanks. And then like 30 minutes later, she invited us to get drinks with her, like go to a second location. I was like, fine, honestly, sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to the coat check to get our coats. And I like get my coat that's like from Express at best. And she pulled out a gigantic fur coat. And I was like, ah, she is crazy as I suspected. But still we'll go to this place with her. And uh, we went to the second location and she knew everyone at the bar, like coincidentally. But like she seemed like the coolest person like yeah. in New York. And basically my friend got up to go to the bathroom and my wife, literally teleported and appeared next to me and kissed me and then we've been together since then whoa yeah. <laughs> she's aggressive yeah clap it up that is such a that is so cool i don't yeah. think i'd ever heard the full story yeah and our pictures are next to each other in the magazine yeah oh man that's adorable uh, what is it about, what is that turn like from, uh, thinking you will never like someone ever mm-hmm. to then, you know, I guess I, I would assume after that kiss, you were like, I'm on board. This mm-hmm. seems cool. Mm-hmm. Um, did, is there any like dissonance at that point or are you just, are you like, it did an ease? Oh, there's dissonance all the time Yeah, because we're so different. Like mm-hmm. you guys don't know her. The only people who know her here are my sisters, but she's white and she has purple hair and she's from the Upper East Side and I'm from the Midwest and she's Jewish and I'm Christian and she just has a different life than I have had. So there are constant moments where I'm like, oh my God, we don't do that. And she's like, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we're wow. just different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have... Do you have those same moments as well of her saying, we don't do that? Yes, we do. Uh, probably. Like, she's like, we don't go to church. And I'm like, we do. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like on paper, you guys are pretty different, right? On every, every medium. <laughs> on paper, on wood, on stone. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay. So uh, without, without prying or anything, but like, so then what is it? What's the glue? That's a good question. No, uh, I no, because it's like, I say that's a good question because it's like intangible, yes. but we have shared values. We both have a very strong sense of like right and wrong and sense of justice. We both love animals. We both uh, love family and we both like, like music and food and traveling and having fun. And even though she does not like comedy, like she has a great sense of humor mm. and we like bond over that. And she's like, one example is like in our wedding vows, she spent like most of it talking about like how she's committed to like social justice for black people and disenfranchised people, which is like not something that like I would have ever prompted her to do Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But 
we have a lot of shared values that are under the surface of all the other stuff that is very different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And I, and like kind of, I guess probably what anyone would assume, right? Yeah. It's like, you got to have that stuff. Yeah. Um, also, because, she's yeah. gorgeous. Oh, well, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> that matters a lot. Um, so you, you were saying earlier that you didn't necessarily, you listened to like a very narrow scope of music growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what has, your wife has introduced a lot of stuff to you or have you already been kind of been more introduced to a lot of stuff before her or? Uh, no, she's introduced me to pretty much everything. Whoa. Like uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, the chain was playing outside before this started. Yeah. And I asked my sisters, I was like, have you, uh, do you know who sings this? And they're like, mm-mm. <laughs> like, okay, let me tell you, there's a group called Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks was in it. Brooke just told me this six months ago. Um, okay. and I listened to rumors for the first time, maybe in 2016. Oh, wow. yeah. And she was like, why are you listening to Fleetwood Mac? I was like, because I just found out about them. <laughs> <laughs> they're new. They're new to me. <laughs> And they sound so, kind of like Haim. He- exactly. You know? uh, they're good. Exactly. Like, I remember the first time I heard Don't Stop Believing by Journey was in 2007. Wow. That's and incredible. I heard, You've never been in a bar? I'd never heard it. <laughs> like, for real, I had not. And so I heard somebody covering it at a Story Pirates benefit, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is a really good song. Let me Google mm. what it is. And I was like, oh, it's the most popular song of all time. Great. <laughs> That's incredible. You, uh, yeah, so musically, like, maybe even you're a bit of an anomaly, right? Kind of. And it's weird, because, like, I was in, like, a bunch of choirs when I was a kid, and my dad is a musician, and he was, like, the musician at our church. And he did play a lot, in fairness, he did play a lot of diverse music for Mm -hmm. us, but I just really did not pick up on it, because overwhelmingly so, it was, like, a lot of, like, gospel music. Um, And so I just knew, like, Mariah Carey, and I knew, like, Mary J. Blige, and Kirk Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, and musical theater and that's it yeah, yeah. and those are all like is that true are those like have all those artists crossed over at one point or another like done gospel as well i'm not sure not for sure mariah has mariah done like has, christmas yeah. albums and stuff yes, of course um and i'm not sure about mary and it's not even like i grew up in a super like religious household yeah. it's just that like we didn't really have the cult, like every we spent all of our time together my sisters and my parents mm-hmm. and i there wasn't a lot of like um, like independent individual, like in your headphones time. Yeah, right. So it was like, we're all listening to this thing. And so we listened to a lot of like um, NPR or like public radio and stuff. Oh yeah. So it was just like very much communal listening. So there wasn't a lot of time for me to discover like, oh, what music do I personally like? Yeah. And that's really nice. And I would say also like, very different from my experience. I would say, and I can probably speak for Pat, but feel free to chime in. But it's like, I was definitely a headphones kid, you know, um, like you kind of, you get to a certain age and you start to squirrel away mm-hmm. the things that you think make you unique that every other 13 year old is also <laughs> doing like it's whatever, but it is the thing that you're trying to almost find those things that your parents aren't listening to, but it's cause we were not a sit together and listen to stuff kind of family, you know? Um, and that, to me almost sounds that sounds so nice like you know it doesn't matter what you're listening to really you're yeah. just you're doing it together which is very cool like the music that my sisters and i love the most as a kid was the animaniacs album oh, and yeah. i like that's... god bless my parents because they listen to that a lot oh, <laughs> my goodness so it was like we're listening to dad's bobby mcfarren and then we're listening to dot and wacko and yakko <laughs> for four days because <laughs> the girls want to hear it yeah I will say good taste on your part. Uh, <laughs> Great patience on your parents' yes. part. 
<laughs> Both can be true. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Getting new music through that USB fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, has that changed how you find new music or listen to music now? Like, are you doing more headphone listening or? Yes. So I, I assume a lot of people have the same experience, but like living in New York, I don't, I'm not in the car a lot. So I don't listen to the radio anymore or as much as I did when I was in high school. Um, I just have not had a lot of car time in my life. Cause like when I went to college, I didn't have a car. And in high school, I didn't drive except for like two months before I went to college. So I don't have a lot of radio hours logged. So I rely on people to give me music suggestions and my sisters are really good. So like pretty much every artist I like is because someone was sent me a link to something. And then I just sort of like went through a streaming rabbit hole myself. Um, But I like really rely on others. That's why I'm like all the stuff I'm listening to is like from like 20 years ago. Because I'm like, oh, that person exists. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. <laughs> like, I'll be like watching again, like the Grammys, I think a couple years ago, some song was playing. I was like, who is this? Brooke was like, it's the band. And I was like, who is that? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Oh, speaking of um, personal recommendations, I discovered an artist not too long ago because of your Twitter feed. What was and it? And this artist was Tank. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and let me tell you, Tank's got some sexy ass songs. <laughs> like, Tank's holy shit. Tank is, everyone out there, Tank is giving it to you. Mm-hmm. He is dirty and he is so jacked and strong. Yeah. And he is, Tank oh, looks like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mentioned this one on one of like our studio episodes because I think it was like a song I shouted out of what I've been listening to lately. And it was, uh, maybe you guys will remember the, the song title is escaping me, but it's basically like, the song title is two words, and then the word he's leaving off, which he sings the whole time, is fuck. <laughs> it's like, it's like, the, it's, oh, it's called, I think the song's called When I, yes, or When We, yes, When yes. We, and so the song's called When We, but then the chorus is just When We Fuck, over <laughs> and over and over again. And it's basically like, you know, like, this is the reaction your body has when we fuck. <laughs> this is the reaction my body has when we fuck. And it is a, it's a good song. <laughs> Apologize deeply. I'm so sorry. It's brought joy to my life. It's, I'm glad. It's been a fun. It's been a fun exploration of my own understanding of myself. <clears throat> but no, a personal wreck goes a long way. It does it really does? Um, and and is a little more surprising because I think for all the credit we can give to um, our playlist curators on Spotify and Apple Music and such those insane people I get paid so much money just to put mixes together. Um, You truly do get surprised by things that your friends suggest. Whereas, you know, if it's on a playlist, it's like, yeah, it might be kind of surprising, but it's, it's in your wheelhouse. We already, they already know it's in your wheelhouse, but you might just have somebody like you trust and know and love who suggests something that they don't even realize they're necessarily suggesting to you. Totally. Like you just, you just tweeted something. I I think I was live tweeting the show that I work on because we mentioned tank frequently. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And so it's like, but to me, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting at least. And so that was totally new and totally surprising to me and very cool. Yeah. Um, but you're speaking of work, uh, but your world, like you is surrounded by pop culture. Totally. That's a big drowning in what you do. Yeah. So I imagine music has also seeped in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, (laughs) um, on the probably less desirable end have like, a catalog in my brain of like my 
top 10 favorite songs by Real Housewives because I worked on Watch What Happens Live for a long time. Yep, so yep. I'm like, Erica Jane, love it. Money Can't Buy You Class by Luann, kind of love it. Kind of a good song. Don't Be Tardy for the Party is a great song. Uh, so I have that. But then also the show that I work on now, we do these things called pop-up concerts where uh, they find like sort of lesser known uh, bands and groups. And there are a couple people that have been on. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are really, really cool. Um, and it's like introduces me to new music constantly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you remember any of those people? Uh, there was this guy that was on our first episode, I believe named Duckworth. Mm-hmm. And he's like so talented, just like really, he's like, has a very like young Andre 3000 type vibe. Cool. And then uh, there are some people coming up, so I probably shouldn't say who they are, but yeah, they're cool. great. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. What is that like? Um, <clears throat> what is it like to live a life inundated with pop culture? It's great. Yeah, yeah. but it, it is weird because I now I'm at the point where I'm like, do I love this because I love it, or do I love it because I've like trained myself to love it? I'm realizing now I love it because I love it. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to Google pictures of Stormy Webster Jenner or Kylie's baby, but I <clears throat> I choose to, so I right. have to put, own that. You know? <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you, because I mean, you, yeah, you must've had an interest in it in the first place, right. To get into writing for shows that are in that vein. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's it like processing that much information though? Yeah. You watch like, a lot of television, I right? Do. Yeah. I do. Gladly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I get overwhelmed with just like Twitter with something one celebrity had done. <laughs> right. And then like sitting down to watch the Grammys was a lot. I mean, also, I went to a two-hour concert the other night, so I guess I shouldn't <laughs> complain. But it just, to me, it can be so intense, and maybe because it's so flashy and like in your face. But what's it like to process all of that and try to distill it into a TV show? It makes it more um, enjoyable. Like, for example, I, I understand people's impulse when they're like, "Why are we talking about whether?" Um, this celebrity got bangs or why are we talking Mm -hmm. about whether this person and this person are breaking up but when you are as living in it as those of us that have the pleasure of working in pop culture are you have the full context and scope of why stories are interesting Mm. so like for example when Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux uh, just announced they were getting a divorce like most people are like oh my god we have to hear like Jennifer Aniston's like relationship stuff one more time I'm going to drown myself but uh, for those of us that were like, oh my God, this makes sense because that architecture arch, uh, architecture magazine spread that she did that did not mention her husband at all. Uh. It, like you see it with new <laughs> eyes and it's like, nobody's reading that. Yeah. <laughs> but for the people who care, like it really feels like uh, every celebrity is like a companion piece to another celebrity, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like for people who like watching uh, like Marvel movies and reading the comics, that's what participating and like immersing yourself in pop culture feels like it feels like a full 360 experience. Cause you're like, I have the Instagram stuff and I have the um, tabloid stuff and I have the TV stuff and they all come together in a school way. Yeah. It almost sounds part of the attraction is almost like if you were a detective or, you know, reading a mystery novel or something, you're really putting, yeah, yeah, it's like these clues and all these little things, but Obviously, if you just hear about the end, like, hey, this guy killed this guy. You're yeah, like, who gives a like, fuck? Exactly. <laughs> People kill exactly. each other all the time. Like, I don't, I don't care. Exactly. You got to yeah, get those deets. <laughs> um, that's really interesting because I've never thought about it that way. I mean, I get, I get getting to, I understand 
you know, obsessing over small things. Uh, I think if you're a part of like any community or even mildly like geekdom of something, then that is a, an appealing thing. But there is certainly this um, perhaps unwarranted way that people talk about celebrity status or like pop culture stuff of not worthy of that investment, you know, but for some reason, yeah, like comic books totally are. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> there's, it, it is, it's, there's no real reason to say one is uh, worthy of like right. processing and taking in and thinking about all the time. And the other one's not. Um, yeah. It's just, I guess some nerd hate. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I'm just trying to figure out which reality series would be the Avengers. <laughs> well, it's one of the ones that probably combines a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Housewives. It would probably be Housewives or it would be something like Celebrity Big Brother that like brings people from different uh, oh, wow. areas together. Right. Okay. Do you have a favorite, um, I don't know, reality TV show? Of course I do. Yes. <laughs> and it it is. is by far Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Whoa. A hundred percent. I've never even heard of this. Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> okay, Vanderpump Vander Rules is a okay. spinoff, basically, uh-huh. of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There is a housewife named Lisa Vanderpump. I Incredible. will That's go good. fast, but That's please do no. the research after yeah, yeah, this, yeah. okay? Lisa Vanderpump owns several restaurants in West Hollywood. One of them is Sir, Sexy Unique Restaurant, okay? That's what it stands good for. Name. And it can't stand for South? Nope. <laughs> nope. It is both sexy and unique, the okay. restaurant. And so the show follows the servers that work at the restaurant and their lives have become intertwined. They are not as... The thing that makes Vanderpump Rules great is that like the housewives are rich. All the housewives have money. All the housewives like have this curated life. The Vanderpump Rules people are waiters and waitresses. They are not rich. They still like to fight and they like throwing drinks on each other and they've all had sex with each other several times. So they're a lot... And it's, the show has gone on so long. Like, And here's the thing. Again, I'm talking about crossovers here. Right. One of the servers slept with Eddie Cibrian, who is Leanne Rimes' husband, Whoa. who his ex-wife was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It just all overlaps, you understand? Yeah. Uh, the show is great and it's real 100% of the time. It's not like wow. a show where it's like very curated and like I can tell there are storylines. Like yeah. people like it's almost a bit sloppy and that's it what's is very great sloppy. About it. Yeah. How many seasons are there? I think Mariah? Six. Six. Oh. Six. <laughs> Six. I was expecting two. <laughs> wow. Is and it I'm still gonna on? guess it's like still fifty on. episodes a season? <laughs> no. Yeah, pretty much like thirty. Oh my Jesus. god. Question. Should I watch that or catch up on Game of Thrones? Uh, where are you in Game of Thrones? I don't know anymore. Come on, Pat. I also skipped two seasons. Honestly, Vanderpump Rules is Shakespearean. <laughs> wow. I highly recommend it. If you start I... from the beginning, it's on Hulu, and the storylines are insane. Wow. I, just, I love the name so much. Yeah. It's really good. It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, can, I, can we ask you one more thing? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's been brought up several times. Uh, you have some pretty cool sisters, huh? I do. Uh, who came to the, they're, they're yes, here. Yes, they're here. They're in the room. Hello. You hear them. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. How much do you love them? (laughs) (laughs) I hate them very much, but I can't be rid of them. Uh, I think they're great. Honestly, I was just telling um, my youngest sister, Mariah, that like I was at a baby shower yesterday. Nobody asked. I just started, went into a monologue about 30 minutes about Mariah's uh, work. And (laughs) people were looking at me like, I don't care. And uh, (laughs) I kept doing it. Um, I love them. They're great. We are super close. Like I said before, our parents like really did not like they didn't, I say they didn't believe in babysitters, but it's like, they just like, we're like, we don't want to pay for a babysitter. So like we were with our parents all the time. We were together all the time. We're all pretty close in age. Mariah will tell you I'm a decade older than her. And that is not true. And that is, (laughs) uh, it's not true. It's not true. It's, uh, not correct. But we, uh, up until recently, Rachel and Mariah lived together and up until like tomorrow, Mariah and I work together. So we wow. see each other at work every day. And we wow. worked on four shows together. Mm. So we're like super, super close and are pretty much like uh, the different uh, angles of the same person. Wow. Yeah, that is, uh, that seems so nice. And obviously something I feel like your parents fostered, you know, like totally making you guys freaking friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's very cool. I think you said earlier you're, you are from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Did you all come to New York at the same time? No, they or? followed me. <laughs> Hello. So you're a trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah. The oldest sibling, right? I'm the oldest. Yeah, so they got to do what you do. Yeah. Because they're, they're like, forever trying to catch up to you. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> forever. Influencer. Mm-hmm. So they'll be on this podcast in about six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep your heads up. Watch your inboxes. <laughs> Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my God, thanks. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. If you want to hear Mickey's cover of Ain't Nobody, head on over to repeater.show where we've got it available to stream. Seriously, you should go do it because it's beautiful. Or maybe you just did and you would agree. It's beautiful. But let's get back to the show for that improvised song and that debut. Um, so if it's cool, I like to make up songs. So that's how I know Aaron. Aaron. (laughs) That's how I know Evan. We're friends. Um, That's how I know Evan from the improv sketch town. Um, So I like to make up songs. So all I need is a bunch of words. Ready, set, go. Ooh, I like it. Harry Styles, Kmart, Carmel. Perfect. Anything else? Come on, guys. Tropical. Ooh. Anything else? Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Any other words? Oh my God. Hell yeah. (laughs) Plywood. (laughs) Okay, so we got Harry Styles, Carmel. Uh, What was the other one? There's one over here. Lemon, plywood, swimming pool, snowstorm, tropical, betrayal. That was new. A (laughs) story. Just a shit ton of songs. This is your QED song. Um, last time I put Carly Rae Jepsen in it. Is it cool if I do it again? Because <laughs> Evan really likes that person. <laughs> it was snowing outside. I miss you by my Coming back to Astoria I remember I was by the swimming pool Shining that cool You were sitting on some plywood 
like she's from Canada. <laughs> She's Canadian. songs previous me meeting my fiance were about douchebags <laughs> <laughs> and then as you guys were talking you're like it's hard to write songs when you're happy i was like this is true at times so this is a song i was like i need a new douchebag and lately it's been new york <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you guys feel that way ever. but she likes to kick my butt but i like it you know said if you make it here you can make it anywhere but if I can't make it here, then what? And what they said, if you make it here, oh, you can make it anywhere. Well, if I can't make it here, then what? Then what? I came here to be someone, which is funny. Guess I couldn't see where it was sunny. Need a buildings a million feet tall, trees and concrete stalls. Needed to. Needed to prove I could do it all. Hey, living high, I 
slice life Matchbox with no window inside I was drawn by those city lights So bright, they drown out the moon and light But she strives at me every chance she gets Loves to see me start to sweat Turn up the heat, knock me on my keep up with Lauren, you can follow her on social media at Miss LAS on Twitter and Instagram, her preferred platform. That's MSLAS. Or you can watch The Rundown with Robin Thede to get a bit of her writing. It's on BET. And if you want to keep up with Mickey, listen to her music, see if she's performing nearby, you can go to her website, MickeyHommel.com. Gosh, this was such a fun live episode of the show. The energy in the room was great. And we just had two killer guests. Yeah. And, you know, it was a vibrant experience. I felt the energy in the room was great. And it was really exciting to have Mickey back. Oh, absolutely. Also, 
didn't hurt to have both of Lauren's sisters in the audience. That was incredible. It really was a lot of great familiar faces, and it felt a bit like a family affair. It really did, didn't it? Yeah. Pat, I think of you sometimes as family. Only sometimes? No. All the time. Aww. Aww. Until next time, everybody. Hit repeat. Evan, put your family circus t-shirt back on. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at QEDAstoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at Hi-Fi-Records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.